Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Um, so I, I want to today focus on, on helping us practically work through creating clarity for our businesses on two things, which I think are the most important things, which is your purpose and your values, all right? But um, um, could you just help me put up the slides? Um, the slides are gonna be coming up shortly. Um, so, so I said that, that uh, with Gravitas Impact, we deal with four critical decisions, your strategy, your execution, your people, and your cash. And when we get back to the creation story, we get to see that God created the earth and we see that um, somewhere a little later on, the Bible says the heaven, even the heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he's given to the sons of men. And when he created man, he said to him, have dominion, subdue the earth, you know, multiply, um, subdue the earth, have dominion and subdue the earth. The whole agenda was that we will make the earth look like heaven. So, so there is a purpose for us in everything that we do. And God is very strategic. He gave us purpose and he gave us everything that we can work with in order to make sure that we are able to um, execute what he has said. He gave us will, choice, wisdom. Could you just help me if this is like, just go to the next. So, so, so um, he, he put us on earth and, and he made us a strategic people. And he made us a people of purpose. He, he, he has been very clear that the kind of values we need to have, are, uh, I mean, love, for example. Love encapsulates everything that is values for God. It's patient, it's kind, it's, you know, all the things that love is. Um, so then you'll find that, that when God was... Say, for example, dealing with the children of Israel, he was very careful in how he asked them to go about things. He, he, he numbered them. He gave them roles and functions on how to operate. He said what, who should do what, who should report where. You remember when, say, for example, Moses had um, Jethro coming. Moses was judging these people who maybe are one million or so. And, and, and he said, you're getting so tired and you're tiring yourself and the people. He says, look, break it down. Give people roles um, that they can help you. Captains of tens, of hundreds, of thousands, you know. So our God, um, I believe, is the best at business. I believe God is the best at business. I used to say more than 15 years ago that God is a businessman. And some people were very offended by that right? Um, our God is interested in saving. He not only gave the instruction to Joseph, for example, um, uh, when he was in, in, in Egypt, right? You remember the Joseph story, saved 20% of the bumper harvest so that there can be enough um, in the tough times. When Jesus um, fed the 5,000, remember? And there was bread and fish left. He told the disciples, gather what has remained. Our God is not wasteful. 
All right? So when we're thinking about execution and, and being efficient in how we're doing things, it's a God thing. Right? I am very convinced that the best of business people have actually gone to the Bible, got the principles from there, and are actually presenting them as though they are the originators of these things. But it's all God. Right? I wanted to give us that base because in the practical session I'm going to do, I'm not going to refer to much scripture. Because I want us to work with tools. Is that fine? Okay? Brilliant. So, um, I need to get used to the clicker. Uh, press it in, point it somewhere. Okay. Okay, there's a part of switching it on. Wow. Great. Okay, so, <laughs> I know, I know, technology. Um, so, creating clarity is, is what we're going to talk about. So, Chris um, did mention six questions from the book, The Advantage, by Patrick Lencioni. And in those six questions, he was, the first question was, why do we exist? That question speaks to purpose. What's your purpose? What's the purpose for your business? The second was, how do we behave? And that really is about values, right? Um, how do we behave is about values. The next question is, what do we do? Which is, you could ask, what value do you bring to the market? What business are you involved in? The fourth question was, how do we succeed? What's the strategy, right? What's your strategy? How are you doing it different from the other people that are in the market? The fifth question was, what is most important right now? And that's about priorities. There could be annual priorities, quarterly priorities, monthly priorities, um, weekly priorities, and daily priorities. How do you succeed and what's most important right now? I have found, let me tell you something that's interesting. If I give you a year to do something, um, uh, when do you really, usually, normal people, when do they start working on it, if you have a year? Around November, right? Around November, they start working to deliver in December because you have a whole year, right? How about if I give you three months to do something? When do you start working on it? In the second month, end of second month. So that you maximize in the last month and deliver. If I give you a month, when you give people a month, how, when do they start working on that thing? The last week, right? The beginning, third week, end of third week there. They're like, ah, time is running out, okay? Um, and how about if you give them a week? Friday, right? They say, thank God it's Friday. Let's do the work. And then we shall, we shall report to the boss on Monday, all right? How about if you give them a day? Lunchtime. But you see, here is the thing. Something is going to be delivered tomorrow. Right? So one of the things that we encourage our, um, our clients to do, and, and I'd like to encourage you to do, is, is think about your priorities. What's most important for the year? What's most important for the quarter? What's most important for the month? What's most important for the week? And then find a way of people reporting daily on what they are doing for what's most important. It's very, very helpful. Because if you don't, I will do a week's work. I will, I will do a day's work in a week. 
or a week's work in a month, right? But then the other is who must do what, and, and, and this is a big one, roles and functions, creating clarity and, and how people get to report. But like I said today, we're going to be dealing with two areas, and which is what I believe are the core ideologies. One is your core purpose, and the other is your core values. Absolutely critical for any business. Now, um, in about 1985, there is um, a couple, um, they were not married at the time, um, and they started a business called Whole Foods in the early 80s, about 80, 81, in the US, in Texas. And so, um, for them, it was important that the, the foods that they deliver are good for the customer, good for the supplier, and good for the environment. Good for the customer, good for the supplier, and good for the environment. And so, they, they cared so much about the fact that it's healthy when people eat their foods. They cared so much about the, who, who is doing the work. Uh, maybe if it's being imported, um, are the people being treated right? Maybe at the farms where the foods are coming from. And they cared that it's not polluting the environment. So in 85, there was um, a hurricane and um, there was flooding and things like that. And, and their supermarket was flooded for nine straight days. Now, how many of you know that if you have fresh foods in a supermarket and it's nine straight days of flooding, you're not going to come and find any capital, anything left? How many of us know that? You know, cabbage doesn't do more than two days. You know what I mean. Okay. So, so they come and they're cleaning their supermarket and they're distressed and all that because they know they've lost most of their capital and they're probably going to have to um, get out of business. Now, to their surprise, people in the community started coming and they start sweeping. And they come and clean and they're, they're scrubbing the floor and they're coming from all directions. And these people are surprised. They're like, why are people here? And people kept on saying, it's because we believe in what you're doing. When you've got a strong purpose and it's useful to the community, people don't want you to get out of the community. People want you to stay because you are helpful to them. This business grew, it um, covered the whole of US serving maybe 330 something million customers in the whole of the US. And two years ago, Amazon bought it. This is now what is known as Amazon Fresh. They bought it for billions of dollars. Why? When they realized that their purpose meant something, they hung on to it. Of course, you modify it along the way, but that is a, a very simple story of a, a company that started as, if you like, a duka, a supermarket, but a powerful purpose within them that they're able to run with. Now, your core purpose answers the question that Chris put forward last time, which Patrick Lencioni asked. The first question, why? Why do you exist? What difference are you making in the world? If you shut down, why would we miss you? Right? Zuba. Why does Zuba exist? I was, I was doing some work with, with, um, with Zuba the other day, and, and I'm, I'm, I, I got passion about 
their purpose to just help young girls. So the business is about, it's, it's fashion, but it's, it's, it's got this young girl development thing in it. And, and, and it keeps a fire in, in, in Hope's heart, right? What, what difference are you making, right? And I'm going to give us some tools to help us, but let me give us some examples. Um, did you know that Starbucks Coffee, which is a global business brand for coffee, exists to help you escape? Escape reality. That's their purpose. They make coffee so good that when you take it for that moment, you are not aware about the circumstances. It doesn't matter whether someone quarreled with you, uh, the issues you have at home, whatever it is. I mean, with just that Starbucks, you're like, mm, 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 heaven on earth. That's their purpose. That's why they exist. In fact, um, Starbucks goes as far as to make sure that you can mix and match your coffee as you want. You can say, I want, put mint, put chocolate, put eucalyptus, put some, a little salt, and whatever it is you want, until you get coffee that you love. Because for them, when you love your coffee, you escape reality into that moment. That's why they exist. Right? And anyone who has taken Starbucks and loves a Starbucks knows what I mean. Right? Disney. Disney World. Tom and Jerry. Um, uh, who are the other guys? Uh, Popeye. Uh -huh, some of the other characters. Mickey Mouse. Uh, we can see the generations that are in the house. <laughs> because they're not talking about the modern cartoons. But, 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 but Disney is locked down on one simple thing. Happiness. They exist for happiness. You know when, when, when a movie starts and then, and then the Disney logo pops up and that soundtrack? Do you know what happens to people even before the movie starts? Because you know it's time to get happy, right? Right? There's a company called Medtronic which is really about restoration. It's a, it's a medical company and there could be so many others. Now, your purpose must serve a higher purpose beyond profit. You know, sometimes you ask businesses, so why do you exist to make money for the shareholders? Okay, beyond that, because every other business makes money for the shareholders, right? What's your purpose beyond profit? It's important to think about it, right? And you see, you need to understand that your why should not change. It doesn't change. Once you find it, it stays the same, and yet it inspires change within you and within your clients and even the people who work for you because it's inspirational. Your purpose gets you to work around obstacles. You know? Uh, you, you can get up and your business is in a tough spot, but when you remember your why. There's, there's uh, one of my clients um, two weeks ago had been having a really tough time and had just confided in me about that, you know, coaches are like pastors, pastors are coaches, you know what I mean. And so they, they were really low and they had to pull off this task. And, 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 and I told them, you know, what you need to do is remember the reason why. So I said back to them why they exist. They went that afternoon and pulled off a stellar job. No one would have imagined that this person was feeling low in the morning of the same day. Because your purpose fires you up and gets you to find a way to work around 
obstacles, right? It inspires your team and volunteerism because it's the difference you are making in the world. Now, how do you discover your purpose? For some of us who have been existing for a while, um, you need to find out from whoever founded the business, what's the story? Why did you start this thing, right? When I was working with Doug and Bragan, um, uh, we did this exercise and, and we asked Chris, why did you start the business? Because the purpose wasn't clarified at that time and he started telling the story and, and we got to find out what the heart of, the, of, of Doug and Bragan is. Um, apart from the business side and the different values that they have and things they want to do, Doug and Bragan exists to develop people. Right? To develop people. So they have, how many people do you have? About 60? 80. 80. So they employ 80 people at the moment, but they're looking for ways to develop those people. That means that they're really locked down on develop people, let them improve and go and maybe do greater things. But while they are here, let them be learning. Let them be becoming better and better and better. So let me ask a question. Doesn't that actually sound like church? Discipleship? So Doug and Bragan is actually a discipleship space where they get people and develop them. Um, it's only that they pay them. Make sense? Right? So the other thing that we would want to ask is, what would happen if your business went away? What would happen? To just lock down on that. Why do you devote your creative energies here in the business? I'll tell you that there are four types of purposes overall. One, one type of purpose is for the good, for the good of the people, for the good of the nation, for the good of, you know, when it boils down, you find that the purpose, whichever way is written, is looking at for the good of. The other is for what is true, a search for truth, right? Some companies exist for truth. Another is for what is beautiful, for what is excellent. And another is heroic, for transformation, to change the world. I am in worship harvest and we are changing the world. We are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. We believe in it. Our MCs everywhere are causing transformation, helping people become more healthy, give them jobs. Sometimes when you give skill them, um, do so many things, help them save. Uh, Chris has an MC, he's in in Magere, and um, in about three weeks, they got some young people and they got them, guys who are not saving at all, to save up to 950,000. How much have they saved as, as of now? Three million shillings. These are youth who are loitering around, and in fact, the LC leaders were worried about them. You know, jobless youth, insecurity, are now useful. Every Saturday, they are now cleaning the community, cleaning the roads and stuff like that. that that's a heroic thing that we're doing as Worship Harvest, transforming the world, making the earth look like heaven, right? So, there's some companies, some, um, have, you, have you bought um, those containers that are translucent and have blue covers, right? There's a company called the Container Store, right? 
that the originate of that idea and you probably bought a product of theirs. They exist to serve others. Dr. Nachi, who is the location pastor for Worship Harvest Katikati, whenever she has an opportunity to travel to the U.S., must go to the container store because of the customer care they give you. You know when you're feeling depressed or feeling bad, you know, depression is a bad thing. But when you just want to be pampered a little bit, you go to the container store, just the way they treat you, by the time you come out, you're feeling better. Some people go there to feel better because of the service. Google, do you know what Google's purpose is? A search for truth and knowledge. Something happens somewhere in the world and in five minutes, Google has uploaded it. You know why? A search for truth and knowledge and they upload it in the accuracy of which it has happened. So that when you consult Dr. Google, <laughs> you, you, had, you can trust that what is there is, is the truth. Apple exists to pursue beauty, excellence, and they are for a quest of perfection. Have you ever had a look at, at the inside of an iPhone? I, I have. Uh, my son was given an iPhone as a gift by his auntie, and in about three weeks, he had found a way of re-engineering it, so uh, I got an opportunity to see what the inside of an iPhone is. It is beautiful. Everything is straight. Everything is well aligned. I've looked at the inside of some gadgets, and it looks like confusion. Wires, what, what? Not an iPhone. Now, most people who own an iPhone will never look inside it because, you know, you lose your warranty and things like that. But guess what? These guys know you will probably never look on the inside of an iPhone, but the care they take, the excellence inside an iPhone speaks to what they believe in. Excellence. A pursuit for perfection. And then, heroic, there is a Grameen Bank, but there is also Worship Harvest. I can tell you it's transforming the world. Now, um, one of our coaching colleagues um, was going around in an Uber type of car, taxi. It's called drive share. And, and he, he, he asked the guy, oh, no, so, so what jobs do you do? He says, well, um, right now I'm doing this cab, this taxi driving thing, but I, I, in, in, in the day I move precious cargo and deliver it safely to where it needs to go. That's why my business exists my business and a few colleagues. And so the coach asks him, what is this precious cargo that you deliver? This is what he actually does. He is a bus driver. And that's the precious cargo. So, so right there you get to see that this person is not looking at this job as, you know, Munanga, what shall we do for you know, you, know, you know those guys who drive some of our kids? Wait, kid, get out, get out. No time. Bang that door. No, 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 no. This guy is moving precious cargo. United Quick School Bus Company. That's what they do. There is a lady called uh, Simpson. And she is the CEO of a company in Australia called Red Balloon. Their purpose is to transform Australia through gifting. To transform Australia through gifting. And when they started out, they, they had a big, hairy, audacious goal 
of reaching 200, 2 million gifts and they hit it sooner than they thought. And they're now trying to hit 5 million gifting experiences. You know when someone gives you a gift and you're like, oh, oh, oh my God, that was so thoughtful, especially if it is exactly what you like. That's her business. They're transforming their country through gifting. So that everyone says, oh, oh, right? So I would like to do an exercise with us right now. Practical exercise, okay? So, so get out your pen, paper. If you're watching, please just get a paper and pen. And, and, and I'm going to ask you to write these questions real quick. Use, use a lot of your heart. Uh, don't be too, too logic about this, okay? But, but let, let's see if we can find out your purpose. So what do you do? What do you do as a business? What do you do? So for Nomad, it probably will say what? Advertising. Okay? What do you do? Right? You've written that down? Brilliant. So I want you to answer. I'm going to ask you five questions. The first question is, why is it important? Okay, don't think too hard, just put an answer. Why is it important? Great. Some really fast people have written the answer. Second question. Second question. Why does that matter? The answer you wrote, why does that matter? Mm -hmm. Great. I see some people have written. I'll ask a third question. No, no, third question. The first question was, why? The first why was, why is it important? Second why is, why does that matter? What do you, what do, you do as just to state is, is ground floor, right? So the first question was, why is it important? The second question is, why? Does that matter? Third question. Are you ready? Now we're asking the answer you've just given. Why is it important? That answer you've given. Mm. Why is it important? Trust me. Go with the flow. I promise you, you're going to find gold very soon. Yeah? Okay. Uh-huh. Are you ready for the fourth question? I think you're now guessing where I'm going. Why does that matter? That answer you've just given. Ah. You're finding gold. Right? We're talking about purpose. You've answered that? Mm. Follow your heart. Just, just follow your heart. Great. One more question. Why is it important? That one that you've written, the fourth one. Why is it important? Don't shake your head. Just answer that question. There's gold right there. Mm. Why is it important? 
Great. All right. Anyone who's walked through the questions up to question five? Kamara, a bit. Okay. Kamara, you come. Did you tell us, what have you, just, just come, tell us from question one to five, what did you find? Great. So what is it that we do? We do advertising, branding, communication, consulting, and design. Why is it important? Uh, it makes businesses look great and communicate well. Why does that, uh, why does it matter? They reach their audiences better. Why is it important? The audiences get to know them better and relate with them better, so they form relationships. Uh, why does that matter? It improves the connection, uh, profitability, and when companies become profitable, they employ more people. Uh, why is it important? Because then it eliminates poverty, because they employ more people, give people work, and um, yeah, so we deal with the poverty issue. So why does Nomad really exist, having done this exercise? To end poverty. <laughs> right? And I'm sure there's many of us who have found amazing and surprising things. I did not write them on your paper. You did. That's actually why your business exists. You remember when a two-year-old comes and says, Daddy, uh, where are we going? You say, we're going to Kampala. Why? Because we're there. Why? Because. Why? Because. Why? You say, Managwe, I've told you, that's it. That is the real reason why. When you feel like, no more. Okay? And that's how to find your purpose. The thing you've written, after asking yourself why five times, is most probably the real reason why you exist. And I know for many people, it has nothing to do with the business at the front end. But that is really the purpose beyond making money, that that business exists. Nomad exists to eliminate poverty. What a wow. Right? All right, so core values real quick, and I'll be closing in a bit. Core values is a handful of rules. It's a handful of rules. Um, but it's a handful of rules that remain constant. They don't stay the same. They remain constant. Tusu, who uh, I find difficult to call Tusu because he's like our father, Vanange, um, and he doesn't like to be called all those honorable names. Um, but he said that values are like the red line which when is crossed, you get to fight. Right? Values. Now, values are what dictate how a business behaves. Matter of fact, values are what shape the company's culture. And it is said that culture eats strategy for breakfast every single time. So you can have great strategy, and a bad culture, you will not succeed. You'll have someone with a great culture and an average strategy, and they will succeed. So that's the importance of you really working on your values for the business. Now, three quick tests 
for values. I know some of you already have values. Ah, no, we've already worked on values. Our values are, you know those things. Here is the test for values. The first test is, can you fire an offender, someone who flaunts your values? Can you actually fire them based on values? Or you say, no, 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 okay, in the values, he's doing badly, but, but at least he's performing. Then it's not your value. Now, one of my personal values, personal, is loyalty. I treasure loyalty. I do not treasure disloyalty. I find a big problem with disloyal people. Right? So I find that I stick with people for so long because of that value. And I, I drop people quickly if I find there's disloyalty. And it doesn't have to be to me. Sometimes to their spouse, to their business partners. Because it's, it won't be long before they come to do the same thing to you. So I can tell you that most of my friends, the people I have around me, are actually loyal people. They passed that test. So if you're my friend, you know you passed. Right? So, so, so here's the thing. You start a business, you have things that are important to you. But then there are people in the business that are doing stuff that's against those values that are important to you. Why do you let that happen? If the purpose came from you, and your purpose actually is given by God, do you think that he didn't wire you with the values that are set to deliver that purpose? So how do you then run a business where the purpose came through you and it's of God, but the values have been dictated by everyone who walked into the business? And they're supposed to deliver the purpose that God gave you. Do you see that there is a conflict right there? Yeah? So your values, your business values should at least not be in conflict with you. If you started the company and are running it, they should not be in conflict with you. But number two, when people come in, they need to know pretty early that these are our values. This is how we behave. And this is how we know you are behaving that way. Right? Another test for values is can you take a financial hit if those values are flaunted? If timeliness is your value and you deliver the work two minutes late, can you actually say, Sir, boss, client, we are going to actually give you this at 50% because we broke our own value? Mm. Can you? Uh -huh. Otherwise, it's not a value. Right? The other is, your values are alive among your people today. In you and some of the people that you have. I've done this exercise with a number of companies and you find that the values exist in the people. All right. Um, I'll just share. There's a company called uh, Rackspace. Rackspace is, uh, you know, just 
is a storage space type of company and um, uh, Mushabe, Dixon Mushabe's business is? Yeah, Hostalite. So Hostalite actually is hosted by Rackspace in the US. So this company is already here and serving a number of businesses, right? Their values are fanatical support because these guys have a brand promise that when you call them, they will pick your call in three rings. This is what it means. The third one never happens in Rackspace. They pick you up before the third ring. So they are fanatical about support, and they say they will get back to you in an hour. Fanatical about the support that they give. So what happens is that fanatical support is a value for them, right? Results first. You, you solve the problem for the client, then we will talk about what, how you did it. Embrace change, passion, keep our promises, but they're also big on family and friends. You know why? If I'm providing fanatical support and I'm going to stay in the company the whole night, then my family, my wife and kids can come and check me out and we hang out at the business. So for them, there is no line between this is a workspace. Family comes in whenever they want because if someone is fanatical about the support, they could be staying long at the business. So they just meshed it. Is it ideal? I'm not so sure, but this is how they're doing it. Right? There's a, a hair business, Africa, in Africa. It's called Frika. Their core values. The first one is Ubuntu. Ubuntu Bulam. Being considerate of other people. Innovation, quality, Afrocentric, and cost effective. They want the African woman to look cool on her terms. Right? What are your values? So, um, I'll tell you how you can find your values. So imagine, and, and I'm going to be closing with this. This is homework, but, but trust me, if you follow this, it's going to help you. Imagine that you are sending um, five to seven people to Mars or some planet. Right? Or maybe you're sending them to a, 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 an important business meeting. So whichever one works for you, but it's important for these people to go. They are going to go to represent you, but you are not going to be there. Right? You're not going to be there. Who would you send who represents your company and what you believe in well? And P.S., let me just add a little thing. They don't talk. They are not going to talk. People are just going to see by the behavior of these five or seven people, we can tell that this is what Nomad stands for. What Doug and Bragan stands for. What your business stands for. Just by observing these people. So who would you send and why? So if you like, just quickly write down names of who, who are the people you would send. I think we have at least two minutes. We can do this real quick here, and even online. Just write down, who are the five or seven people you would send to represent your business? Now, some of you uh, have just started a business, you are the boss, it's okay, and you are the worker, that's fine. So think about friends or people you know who you would probably want to go and represent your business. Just write down their names, and write down why you would send them to represent your business. Okay, just, just write down that quick. 
five to seven people, you're sending them, why would they represent your business? So when you're done with this, you will find that the reasons why you're sending those people are actually your values. Narrow those to about five of them. Those are the things that really matter to you. I need to stop here right now. God bless you. I hope this has been helpful. Have a great week. All right, so let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your love, and we thank you that you've called us to business. Everything business is from you, Lord. Purpose, values, strategy, execution, cash, how to deal with people, resources, everything is from you. And as business people, we are here to extend the influence of your kingdom, to make earth look like heaven in whichever way you've placed on our hearts. So, Lord, I'm praying for everyone who is here and those who are watching, that they will reconnect with that purpose, why they exist, and the values that you placed in their hearts to create a culture that will propel their businesses into the success that you intend for them because you've given us the power to make wealth that we will establish your covenant. We give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, friends. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.